Welcome to the Static Zone podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. Let's butter this muffin. I'm Scotty Moe, and he's got these punk-ass bitch motherfuckers handled. It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. That's right. Don't fuckle with me or I'll fuckle you up. So. Yeah, punk-ass bitch motherfuckers. Uh, that's how Frankie Muniz said it, so I was just... Uh, you know, quoting him. Oh, that's uh, right. He said it towards the end. Uh, yeah. uh, another forgettable part of this movie. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> the end of it. Hey, guess what? Uh, before we get into what we watched, I thought I'd mention real quick. Um, those watching can see I'm wearing a groovy T-shirt because Rachel and I saw Evil Dead the musical. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm a little jealous. Went out and did stuff the weekend before Halloween uh, weekend. And um, I, li- I like that shirt because it looks it's it very much reminds me of like the Japanese flag a lot because it just oh, looks yeah, like the, I guess so. yeah. the white and red. But it looks great. I like that shirt. Did not expect them to have any type of merch. So we hopped on that. They had hoodies, too. But um, no, we saw the Evil Dead musical. There is a splash zone. Uh, it's not as intense interactively as, say, Rocky Horror, but what is but pretty good. Um, the lead guy had the mannerisms down of Bruce Campbell slash Ash slash ash uh yeah no i just wanted to mention that i definitely recommend seeing it it in it is a musical does not need to be but it is and that's fun um they incorporated okay. stuff of like all of the evil dead lore and and whatever and, and through and so the first two movies in one because they're both the jokes. same movies so. um there's stuff from you know everything in there maybe i think even a little bit of the series which i'm not familiar with at all but you know i've heard it's not bad i haven't just watched any of it though did they have yeah, the I laughing scene from evil dead 2 did he do that part oh yeah he was laughing a lot no, I mean, the part like, you know, the scene where like he looks up and like the deer's laughing at him and then he just starts laughing. It's all the quick cuts and everything in the second movie and all uh, that. Well, you can't do quick cuts in a theater. True. So <laughs> that's, I was wasn't sure where you were going. I was like, there was laughing. There was a deer head. So uh, the answer I the video is adaptation yes. of the musical. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'd recommend going to it. Go support live theater, everybody. Um and uh, yeah, but that was fun. I wanted to mention that. I didn't want to take up the whole part, though. I thought Corey would maybe mention he bought a bunch of movies recently. Um, but I bought a bunch of horror it. movies. There's nothing. I didn't. I didn't bring them in with me. But at least uh, there were a couple. There a bunch of them were ones like I had seen. I just didn't have in my library. Like I recently watched the House movie, like the first one, and I was like, oh, the first two movies for two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, I'll buy those on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, two that I have no idea what they're about. There's one called Manborg. Uh, yeah. Cover looks great. great. Movie on the back doesn't look great. So we'll see how that I'll have to preview that. And then mm. there's another movie that was on Blu-ray called VFW that was starred, uh, I think, Scott Lang. People know him the most from the uh, the Don't Breathe movies or whatever. Uh, he's the blind guy from the Don't Breathe movies. And uh what else was there? There's a lot. Scott of, uh, Lang was the well, first uh, Ant Man, so now I'm totally thrown off because that's the only person I'm picturing. I think I don't know. I'm probably not right. So, but then there was the guy. You remember uh, the African American gentleman from From Dust Till Dawn? Did you ever Did you ever watch that one? Uh, I, I've seen that one, but um, he he's in that. Question? It's it's or, a lot of. No, I'm sorry, Scott Lang is who Paul Rudd plays. Anyway, okay. There's a lot of. It's one of those. It's a horror movie. 
but it's like a lot. It's it feels like it's the cover looks like Expendables, but it's a horror movie. It's a lot of older actors where they're just like, let's do a horror movie. And I'm like, all right, this is five dollars. I'll check it out. So, uh, but yeah, all the other ones were just stuff I had. So are you sure Scott Lang is his name? Something Lang. I don't know what okay. it's something like because the only thing that's coming up is Scott Lang, who was an actor of Planet of the Apes and look up uh, the Don't Breathe. <laughs> look up the cast of Don't Breathe. OK, this is very important and very relevant. To... Oh, I'll, I'll cover the dead air. Uh, no, we were we went on vacation uh, like a mini. I went out. I was it was a Stephen Lang. Vacation for me. Stephen Lang. There we go. I was yep. close. Like right. that's close. I remember characters that have my name. So that's the only reason that, you know, confused. Fair me, enough. I think. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know what this guy's name in this movie was, but I didn't know you were in this movie. So that's the joke I've been waiting to say. So <laughs> what? Who am I? The in this GameStop one? employee. <laughs> that's wow. you. Yeah, looks just like me. <laughs> looks just I don't know. Like you me. might have looked like that ten years ago. You used to rock mutton chops. So yeah, uh, there's never been a time in my life since I turned sixteen that I wasn't wearing glasses. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, don't get hung up on semantics sir also right? you're saying that after someone found a halloween costume that looks eerily like me so made <laughs> up spirit thing as for halloween <laughs> no I, I didn't go anywhere as that i took put that on rachel took a picture and i put my normal clothes back on even well, now you I just ruined the illusion for the internet uh, people, there so. is no illusion uh and i want out of the what is it called uh the machine uh the machine uh what are you talking about? The machine. The machine that we are all in. The um, the constant. Matrix? Something like that. I forget. Uh, it's an uh, the simulation. Yeah, I want removed from the simulation. <laughs> what do you have to yell? I forget. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we you guys guessed it. Uh, you guys guessed it. You <laughs> nailed it again, audience. We watched the movie Stay Alive from 2006. Uh, let's read yeah. the synopsis. Let's go through these yes. fact, fa- uh, the, the I'll read along the, with you since the I real, it. yeah, let's re- read the real facts first and then get into the movie. Oh, you're going to read along with the back. You know what? Wait, you could too. I was going to say, is this the first time we both have it during the recording? How it might be. How many copies do you have though? I have one cause I'm not insane. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got fire red and water blue, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Um, it should have been orange. That's what leaf, it should have been. Yeah, where's leaf green? Anyway, there the blood go. runs deep in this unrated director's cut of Stay Alive, the mind-bending thriller about a v- killer video game. Oh, man, they missed it right there. They could have said the mind-bending thriller about a video game killer, but no, they already screwed up. Don't give this movie that much credit. Mind-bending thriller about a killer video game. The real world and the game would gruesomely collide when a group of friends play Stay Alive, a mysterious underground video game that kills the gamer whose character dies in play. In a death-defying race against time, the survivors must solve the mystery of the game while desperately trying to stay alive. More spine-chilling gore and action, plus all-new, never-before-seen material, including a new character and subplot, push this version way over the edge of what could have been seen, could be seen in theaters. That's in What the f- who the fuck was the extra character? Uh yeah, okay. So before we get too far into it, <laughs> you only watched the unrated version. I True. uh full disclosure, I bought this like 2 or 3 years ago, full intention of bringing it up on the Megavision sideshow. We never did. I grabbed it because I did remember this was another thing that like Chirito and I rented during college and we're like, oh, this okay. is great. Like th- this was like in the stack when you could rent movies in the stack, including like Final Destination 3 and yeah. whatever else we could find. The garbage you know. horror stack. <laughs> um, and so 
I I grabbed the I just grabbed the version that I saw at a book sale. It is blue, and it just has the cover. But then I was That's like, a theatrical release. Then yeah, it doesn't say that anywhere anywhere on this box anywhere it did that in the early 2000s a lot where they're just like here's the movie and then they're like the never before seen version i'm just like say theatrical and director's cut that's what these fucking are yeah that's the thing is like it doesn't it says on the back of this on the back of the blue one full screen it says on the back of the red one widescreen enhanced for 16 by 9 televisions um but this was uh, that era where you had to buy the specific if you wanted widescreen, you had to buy widescreen. If you wanted full screen, you had to buy full screen. It's it very stupid. strange to me that they did this because after watching the two, like the unrated is arguably better because the, the gore. It, well, not just that, but the subplot they mentioned, we'll get to it, is literally when they find the game designer. He's not in the un the edited version. So Blows when I saw it, I, my mind. I saw this movie as a kid. As I've stated before, I had stars, the stars channel as a kid, like in mm. my teenage years, I watched a bunch of movies. I probably shouldn't have watched. And then I saw this movie, but then when I watched it, I watched this today and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't remember them going to talk to the game developer. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, cause I did. I didn't see it um, in theaters, but I remember renting it and I don't think we rented the unrated version or whatever. Um, and as but, quickly as he's uh, in the movie, he's exits the movie just as quickly. It's <laughs> really strange that they I mean, I know why, you know, as always, the studios like this was before everything was three hours long. Thanks, Marvel and other movies. But uh, anyway, oh, what this movie's this version I was watching on my computer, two hours and 10 minutes long. This movie's way too fucking long. No, two hours. It's 140 minutes. So two hours and 20 minutes long. What? No, it's not. Unless, hold on, maybe the count. <laughs> I'm sorry, your math is very off. It's 101 no, minutes. Sorry. sorry, I think in actual numbers instead of movie numbers. So it's a it hour will, 41. Which yeah, is, VLC, uh, VLC or whatever it does. It it's like, oh, this is. It goes from 59 and then it goes up to the one, and you're like, oh, okay, it's counting the hours. So never mind. It's still too fucking long. So, um, well, when you realize there's literally a like. 10 or 15 minute difference but to give it an r rating essentially i don't know why they say unrated maybe they probably say unrated because they probably had to pay money to give it another rating i assume um, that or the deleted scenes weren't rated so that's oh, why they yeah, say right. unrated legally yeah so, legally they yeah. can't give it a rating or whatever if that makes sense but it's edgier um, people are like oh we want to see the unrated version yeah well it, it's odd because i think they were right in that 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 window when it it was lame to say uncut, so they just call it unrated instead. Um, yeah, but so, early 2000s were a weird time. Yeah, this is from 2006. There's no Blu-ray release of this as far as I could find. Um, oh, man. And I, well, I mentioned, dude, I mentioned that because it's like, okay, I really, I want to see the unrated because I read the back of this before we talked about this, and I'm like, new character and subplot. What the fuck does that mean? So I'm like trying to find this thing and there's no Blu-ray. So I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, am I going to have to like find the unrated version somehow before we do this episode? And one of the one of the nearby stores actually had it. I went in and bought it and uh, thankfully got no like comments from the people that sold it to me or anything. But it is what it is. Um, I was I was prepared for whatever conversation I was. I was just ready for whatever conversation. But um so that's how I know that. And it's just it blows my mind also because it's like 
wouldn't this hurt you to sell multiple copies? Like, wouldn't you want to sell one copy to sell more? You know what I mean? Am I, does that make sense? What I'm trying it to say? It makes sense. But in the early 2000s, it didn't to them. They were just, this was not like, a, like it was a theatrical release, but it wasn't like blockbuster breaking or anything like that. So mm-hmm. maybe they were just like, I they, they came out with that original version first, that blue version. Then they were just like, well, we didn't make a lot of money off of that. So let's just release this and see if we can milk it for a little bit more. Well, I think they released them both at the same time. I'm not sure Did about they? that, though. But that raises um, even more questions. <laughs> yeah. So to go through the 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 stats here, we'll call them quick um, where you can watch it. I only saw it online through Amazon Prime, um, and I believe it's only the unrated edition. Uh but I'm sure you could maybe find this in other areas, is all I'll say. Uh, but otherwise... Most of the time it's on YouTube for rent, too, so probably on there. It might be through there, actually. That doesn't pop up when we just yell the name into the fire stick. It only shows us... Um, uh, what's it <laughs> yeah, called? Just, I imagine you and Reg just be like, Stay alive! And just, well, if you die in the game, you die for real. <laughs> we were hesitant to use that thing, because we're not a fan of like Google Home and all that crap. And so when we finally did hit the button on the first time that we tried this, Rachel, like, held down the mic button on the Fire Stick remote. And she's like, hello, nothing happened. And then suddenly Adele's music video for hello showed up. Yeah, there you go. It just went for the first (laughs) thing. (laughs) Which that we we laughed pretty hard at that. So um, but yeah, so you can find the DVD probably easily enough. uh, And it's on Amazon Prime, like I mentioned. Yeah, there you go. And I don't even remember. Mine was probably a couple bucks at the book sale. That's pretty cool. But unfortunately, this was $12. So <laughs> oh, you got ripped off. Uh, I can only assume that it's because they didn't update the price and that store sucks. Um, don't shop at the exchange. Uh, so <laughs> the casting crew, um, I'll name them and I'll name stuff they've been in. We'll probably talk about a little of them, uh, a little bit more of them as we go here. Because uh, there are some one interesting ones. Um, the director, William Brent Bell, uh, he also directed Orphan First Kill, which is the most recent thing, uh, The Devil Inside, and The Boy, which I, I enjoyed that movie. I saw that in theaters. Have you seen The Boy? I haven't watched it, but I know the synopsis of the movie. So. Okay. No spoilers, because I, I think it's actually pretty good. I recommend it. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it has... Um, I mean, I saw it because it looked creepy, and I was actively watching walking dead and it stars what's her name who plays maggie i don't know her name lauren cohen yes that is her name uh she stars in that because i had a crush on her so (laughs) word but it's pretty good i recommend that i think there's a second movie but it's not by this director which probably means it shouldn't have happened (laughs) but uh first movie the boy is good um and the writer william brent bell uh i'm sorry the other writer uh william brent bell wrote it and directed and then also matthew peterman was one of the co-writers he also wrote devil inside and were which it's either were or where maybe german i'm not sure um it's another horror movie though so they've worked Uh, together in the past so yes oh i forgot to add to him but john foster plays hutch the main character uh he also has a duo band and he's done a good bit of acting but nothing notable like i didn't recognize a single thing that he has also been in uh, no, that's not true, but I don't have IMDb up. So if you want to rattle off anything he's in fine. Otherwise, uh, he really like he honestly looks like 
every white dude in the early to mid 2000s that was in a movie. So I thought I knew him from somewhere else, but I kept calling because of the like cast of characters. I kept just calling him Archie when I was watching this with Rachel because he has red hair and it's basically like Riverdale. Uh, So uh, he was in Terminator three as the gas station cashier. Yeah. And (laughs) he was in the informers as Graham's Graham Sloan. And the door in the floor, Eddie O'Hare. The door in the floor flies mainly on the shore. Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's Lord get to everyone mercy. else who's worth noting. Uh, <laughs> Samara Armstrong, um, she played Abigail. She's best known for the OC and was also in the Lindsay Lohan movie, Just My Luck, uh, which coincidentally, I re- we recently watched that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not great. And Surprise. James Marsden is always fun in stuff. I like him, but he's in that. Yeah. Um, but it was when Lindsay Lohan was hitting the nose candy hard, and you could tell. She, she was uh, hanging out with Paris a lot. So. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, if you look up, we, we looked up one or two like interviews from the other characters in the movie, and it was difficult to watch them talk about her because they, you know, you don't ever want to say anything bad about your co-stars because that'll very quickly come back to you. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Also in this movie, Frankie Muniz, probably the biggest, depending on who you ask, probably the biggest name in this to movie. Us, it would yeah. have been the biggest name, right? He plays Swink, uh, best known. Frankie Muniz, best known for Malcolm in the Middle, and he did some movies like Agent Cody Banks and Big Fat Liar. Um, and then also Jimmy Simpson uh, plays Phineas in this. Jimmy Simpson, known for Westworld, I only recognize him from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. He's one of the Greek, like the really nasty dudes. Yeah, one of the incest brothers, I would say. (laughs) There you go. I got to rewatch that show. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah. um, What I keep for I watch the outtakes of that show every now and again. And the the line keeps popping up in my head. He says like um, something like. uh, I think I know (sighs) what you're talking about. um, Something like best trip wet nips or something like I, I just remember nipples. the scene where he's like, hold on to you, brother. And then Danny DeVito brings like a mop and he goes, the hell you will. And he's oh. trying to hit it, knock him off the building. So nice. we can just talk about it's always sunny. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wendell Pierce, uh, he plays Detective Thibodeau. Uh, he's known for The Wire, but we also just saw it. We're creating the Static Zone cinematic universe because he. Oh, dude, I remember this. <laughs> What'd you say? You broke up so I much. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want this. You don't want to be a part of the SZCU SCCU. I've already been a part the of too many universes that never took off. So yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, but no. Uh, he was also a detective. I think he was an FBI agent in Hackers. He was some sort of law enforcement person yeah i remember his car getting declined and then he was legally dead right yes yes um so not exactly the same the same type of role but not the same character in this movie um but no and then uh the this with milo oh shit uh ventimiglia yes um he was peter petrelli in heroes People, I, I feel oh, like of our okay. of our circle, people would most recognize him from that because as soon as I he popped up, I was like, "Fucking what? Peter from Heroes is in this?" I was like, "Oh, he's gonna die." No wonder I don't remember that yeah. he's in this. Yeah, um, it's opening scene. So apparently, he was also in Gamer. So that that we should probably add that to our list. Uh, and then he most the recently was in Pathology. Uh, yes, he was most recently oh. in Pathology and also the series This Is Us. Or I, I can't remember if that's a movie or a series. Um, but no, he's uh, he's a good TV actor. Series, yeah. He's 
I very much enjoyed him in I, Heroes. I saw him. I I wasn't. I didn't know who he was, but I was like, my friend Adam growing up looks exactly like him. So that's my friend Adam. I when I watched got the all movie the ladies. <laughs> um uh, i don't know i don't know he's probably not listening to this but if he did i hope he did so <laughs> uh well you probably didn't recognize him because this he like demanded that he look scruffy like he have a beard and wear glasses and whatever they were talking about that in the commentary because that's outside of his look of like the clean cut you know cool parted hair guy gotcha. or whatever okay, gotcha. um so that might be why. And then moving on here, Sophia Bush, she plays a character named October, who is obviously the goth because she's named October. Wicked, anyway, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, but she's known for One Tree Hill and also was in John Tucker Must Die. She's been in other stuff, but I feel like her biggest thing is One Tree Hill. That's where I know her from. I have seen John oh, Tucker. A big One Must Tree Die. Hill fan? Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, I've seen John Tucker Must Die, and she was the she was the stoner chick, and I had a I was like, she's kind of hot. That's why I know her. So yeah. you unlocked nice. a memory I tried to suppress. Sorry, Andy. You're welcome. Uh, some other no. names here. Adam Goldberg played Miller Banks. He was the boss. Billy Slaughter. I don't even know who that is, but he played Rex. And then Rio Hackford, I have mentioned here. He was the other tech detective. Um, but the commentary, I watched this with the commentary on, and they mentioned that he's like an actual local uh, New Orleans it, local and uh he owns like a couple of bars a couple of clubs like a bunch of businesses and but really? they mentioned like how they went to his places for like the rap party and other stuff throughout the filming of this oh, okay. like he's a business dude but an actor he was the greasy kind of the douchebag detective gotcha well um, at one point in the movie it i didn't know at first that it was taking place i knew the story and the lore but i forgot I, like i didn't really know where it was taking place until they yeah. walk outside of hutch's ba- uh <laughs> like his balcony and i was like are they on fucking bourbon street like because that's like like the awning when they walk out of his apartment like out to like i don't know october might have stepped oh that's in the city i was thinking of all the other plantation things because i just recently went to new orleans and i was like that he fucking lives on bourbon street apparently i mean if you weren't sure you'd know by the the graveyards that they're in the the that's true and uh yeah so so uh, numbers wise, domestic opening day, ten million seven hundred twenty six thousand four hundred six dollars. What was the budget? I always forget to put that on here. Some yeah, that's what I'm looking for now. So try keep to find going. that, please. Thank you. Um, yep, domestic at May 20th. Yeah. Domestic made twenty three million international only four million. So worldwide, it made twenty seven million. I do remember it's not much more than the budget because I saw the budget and then lost it. What was it? This makes me mad that this movie made money. <laughs> what was the, the budget? budget was only seven million oh wow that's it, impressive well, and quarter again take these numbers with a grain of salt it's from oh, so, imdb so oh, i thought you were gonna says, say it's from wikipedia no it's estimated seven million and then gross <laughs> u.s canada is around 23 million and the opening weekend was like 10 10 7 5 Somewhere I, around there. The commentary, I, they threw the word 10 or the number 10 million out there, but I don't know if they were talking about the budget or not at that point. Um, that was the opening weekend they were probably talking about then. Maybe. I did. Uh, I found the I think these are worth mentioning for certain movies because I did find the home market performance. So the DVD sales was 14 uh, million uh, and it said the domestic video yeah. sales was 14 million. So it's the same thing. So that there's makes no difference even... in numbers there. But um. Oh, no, okay, I, I, well, I bring that up because it's relevant to like literally the horror genre, um, because True. that is where those movies made money and that doesn't exist anymore. So, um, not which really. is sad, no. but, uh, not sad. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm an old man and I like my 
DVDs and VHSs, but sad because like so many movies just flop and that's why nobody tries anything new anymore because there's no second chance in the home release market. Uh, if you if you go to the well back then they would have called it the underground but now it would be the indie horror scene they got some good stuff going on out there some good stuff going on there's a lot of trash but every yes. once in a while you'll find a nugget and you're right. like this is a good one and then they give that director a marvel movie and you never hear anything from them again so yeah. um so the numbers we got here for the weekends the 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 release day of friday march 24th 2006 um man there's a collection of things and man i can't believe it scored as high as it did or that it even was on here comparatively let's go down them shall we number one inside man number two stay alive number three v what? for vendetta number four failure to launch number five larry the cable guy something 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 uh number six she's the man number seven the shaggy dog number eight the hills have eyes number nine eight below number 10 16 blocks okay seeing this list yeah stay alive should be up on the higher on the list where it's at definitely so i'm sense. just thankful it's higher than a larry the cable guy movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised it can't be also walt disney distributed this movie uh, yes, it's under, let me see, it's, I put it in the factoids. Uh, Spyglass is what it says here on the side, Hollywood. No, not, uh, yeah, Hollywood, um, Hollywood, I can't see because I'm blind Hollywood Pictures was one of Walt Disney Company's several alternate movie divisions, so technically, this is a Disney movie, and that's all the clickbait you will see all over YouTube. Really? That's like saying. I've not investigated anything past watching this movie. That that's but that that's the that's the equivalent of saying like uh, in 20 years from now, people are going to be like the Disney cartoon you didn't know existed. The Simpsons, you know, mm -hmm. that's that make that's about that's as not true. The Simpsons will still be on the air in 20 years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, 200 years maybe from now. Um, Jesus, that 16 blocks only made six hundred and thirty six thousand dollars on this week. Right? Yeah. It's probably not their first week, but it's an interesting I mean, March is not a month to release movies, first of all, because that's not no. anybody's going to the theater. So, um, well, is that's yeah, it's even on spring break. People aren't going to see a fucking movie. They're going down to Daytona and especially back in 2006. That was one year before I graduated. So, yeah, I I I, I was this demographic for this movie and I watched it and I remember like, oh, it's kind of interesting as a kid. And I was like, I mean, 20. 15 years later, roughly 15 years later, I gave it. I'd never watched it since that first time. Mm -hmm. And I watched it today and we'll get into it. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's a good transition. So this is the second time you've seen it then or second, like viewing. Yeah, we'll say thing. it's yeah. Long enough to say it's the first again. So I gotcha. Um, this is also like we, I, I already mentioned it and he's been on the show before my, uh, one of my old college roommates, Torito, we would rent movies or go through each other's collections. And this was, um, there was a time when we, yeah, well, even when we did get internet eventually in the apartment, we still would watch just a lot of movies like throughout the weekend and stuff. That's all we had to do back then. Um, yeah, that too, that too. So because also like 2006, you have to think like, um, I don't think the 360 would have been out yet. The Wii was also not out yet. So we were like right before the next gen of consoles was going to hit with Wii 360 and PS3. PS3, I think, was released first in that generation. So I think we might have uh, had a PS3. Uh, no, the 360 nope. was first. 
Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, the 360 was first because I used to work at a mom and pop video game store around this time. So my movie collection was fairly or, large and like I had shoot. a lot of good movies. But 360 might have been 2005. Now that I that think first, about it. The, the Red Ring of Death ones. Yeah, I do remember working there and getting a lot of those. People would come up and be like, can you fix these? And we're like, fuck no. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because that was um, that was the thing. That, that was why I know it was released first out of the three because it. OK, November 22nd, 2005. Yeah, because. Um, uh, the I would also say because it won it, that generation. everybody blames that you had to push it out early, so you didn't test all the consoles, and that's why the red ring mm-hmm. happened. Um, yeah. So yeah, so just 360 was out. That makes sense because yeah. I I literally remember in a dorm room in college, uh, or in a dorm in college, uh, seeing an Ethernet cable go from one room <laughs> to another because these dudes had to play fucking Halo Three launch day or Gears of each War. Other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had friends that were Gears of War heads. But uh, yeah, I would say of between I would say the Wii won that generation just because it sold so much shit. But if you're looking, yeah, yeah. But I would say between PlayStation and between uh, Microsoft, Microsoft, because of that, even with the Red Ring of Death, all that stuff, they still won because they were out like a year or two before. So Um, this is not the podcast for that, but I would not (laughs) argue that was the only reason. But for the sake of progressing, I will agree. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so this movie has the catchphrase, if you die in the game, you die for real. That's and where it comes from. That's where it comes from. So, so many people have said that, but I guarantee you they have no idea what it's from. And also maybe know what it's from, but probably not seen this movie. So it has gathered a cult following, though, I will say that. Um, and uh, I, I do. Before we get too far, I have a note of things that are in the unedited version. Because like I said, okay. I watched this to, to explain my experience. You watched the, ed- you watched shorthand. the version. I watched the edited version, didn't know this was the edited version. And then I found the back of that. And I'm like, this is genuinely like this movie to me is so interesting because it's 10 years too early. I'd say it's maybe even just five years too early. I feel yes. like it was too soon for what they wanted to yes. do um, because... It, it came out like just before it was cool to be a gamer and cool to be a nerd and stuff. I should I meant to I should have looked up when the Big Bang Theory um, started that horrible show because that was like uh, what helped blossom nerddom to be cool. 2013 ish, I um, would say. But yeah, but what I'm saying is like that. That's why I wanted to see like, what is the unedited version? Because like, how what would you fucking do? I, I don't know. It just didn't a lot of. The choices with this movie did not make sense to me. So I got very curious very quickly on like, because also I was remembering stuff that I wasn't seeing. And at the same time, I'm like, is this not rated R? And it's not. It's PG-13. Nope. Um, and man, does it suffer because of that. Uh, but so because I kept saying go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'll just finish. Like, so like since I learned that it was, um, oh, that was what it was. So I watched it once and then, you know, uh, we decided initially we wanted to do a bonus Halloween episode that didn't happen. So I realized, oh, I'm going to have more time to watch this movie. I'll watch it again with commentary. And I was watching with the commentary and I'm like, they're talking about stuff that's not happening. So there's literally one commentary track for the unedited version. And I watched it over the edited version. So I'm like, I have to find the unedited version to oh, hear. Oh, like, I see what, what you're they're... saying now. Yeah. Okay. So the one of the laziest releases for anything jesus christ man yeah so but that like 
I, I know it's it's obvious now you didn't care about this movie, but does that make sense? Like how I just got more and more curious to see this unedited version because of that? Because yeah, it was I just mean, like you opened Pandora's fucking box and you kept going with it. So yeah, because I was like, I fe- when I watched this one time through, I was like, God, that's bad. But I kind of wish it came out later because I feel morbid. like, well, I just feel like this could have been so much better than it was like it could have really i think there was a sweet spot they were out too early i kept saying this entire movie i said this is a movie that you remake today a thousand percent you could remake this movie and a lot if you could tweak you could tweak a lot of it but it could be legitimately interesting and you could legitimately make some cool kills some of the kill the there's a couple in the movie that I'm like, okay, the the mouth thing, that was interesting. That was cool. I kind of got saw feelings from that. Oh, but yeah. But then, like, they tried to do the carriage thing three or four fucking times, and I was just like, yeah. all right. But, like, you could, it's a video game world. You could do, and once you start going into the movie, which I, I said, fuck you, game, fuck you, movie, where in the game, Freddie Muniz throws the crowbar down and then it just shows up in the real world. And I was like, okay, if you would have introduced that a lot earlier, that would have been really interesting to fuck with. Mm -hmm. Like, but then there were just other parts where can we, can we talk about, can we, let's start with the, can we start with the video game references? Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, you know, kick things off however you want to. Um, the, the opening scene sets it up real good. I think we'll mention the opening scene just because it will set up so much, so much that we're going to tangent on, I think. Yes. Um, yes. So like the, the movie literally starts with like in the video game world. The game. Yeah. And like you, it, it pans out or not pans out. It's panning in from a wide shot of this mansion that is straight up house of the dead. <laughs> but, uh, house of the dead, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. It's all yeah. mixed together. So, but it zooms into like the entrance, but you see, Oh, there's a dude there and it zooms into his head so that it throws you into the first person view of this character cool. playing. And yeah. And that is uh, as much as bad as this movie is. That is the best setup I've seen for a horror film. Cause like in the first 20 seconds, you know what this movie is. Yeah. The, you're also like, so, this is also not like you're, you're watching it. You're like, okay, this isn't like, the real world so we're seeing what's yeah. happening here right and but it also but that, it's also like a bait and switch because at first you think like am i just gonna is this just a cg movie this is gonna be boring as hell but you know mm-hmm. so but it it throws you in and like you're looking around this dude's looking around and playing this game but then it blinks to uh the character playing or the per the person playing and that's my behind the computer yeah yeah be, it's staring at the computer like real close with his big glasses um mm-hmm. And uh, fun fact with the commentary here, those glasses are prescription and he got contacts so that he could see through those glasses. I whatever. What? Um, yep. That doesn't make it's, sense. <laughs> I've got all kinds of fun commentary tidbits for you. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, man, I got all night for this. So. <laughs> so but like he's playing the game and finding uh, just exploring in this game. He opens a, up a door and sees uh, just a massacre in a bedroom, two dead bodies, which I guess are his roommates. We don't find out until he interacts with them in the real world really uh and then yeah, he well, dies the his only character line, mm-hmm. the only line he's like i found you guys in the game is what yeah, he said right but so like he dies in the game because he gets hanged in the foyer of the house that he's in the mansion um and then by he, elizabeth Barr, wh- whatever her name is yeah oh i was just gonna call it a countess count countess yeah the countess thing. yeah um and so but he like he stops 
so the it's a game over. He calls his buddy, says, dude, I've been playing this game called Stay Alive. It's awesome. You got to check it out. Blah, blah, blah. Hangs up the phone. And it's like fatal frame. Yeah, that's that was a choice. Um, but uh, it's not like it's fatal not. Frame. It's the literally <laughs> the only thing that it's like fatal. That's similar is maybe the, the color scheme. Um, but the uh, yeah, because yeah, you don't use a camera. Never mind. Never mind. Um no, the, this is this is the time we do this, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so there are so many choices. I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out when we talk about the Silent Hill Four thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so he calls his buddy, tells him about that game, Hutch, hangs yeah. up the phone, calls his buddy Hutch, walks down the hallway, opens up his roommate's door, who's having sex, and he's like, we'll "I saw you in the on. game." Oh yeah, that was weird and. I mean, okay, I so somebody likes The part, Shining. Um, I rewound that part three times where he's in the game, where he walks into the room, where the torture chamber, because I'm looking for a character with a pig head, and I don't know the connection. I don't know what's going on there. Is there anything in the commentary to talk about it or anything? Uh, the commentary was this. Pig mask, and they said... had it, Oh, I should mention who the commentary was, who was on it, was the director yes. and the writer. So, okay. um, which... Is interesting. The director, his tone is so douchey throughout this whole thing. But then I listened to the podcast that we referenced later on in here, and he's a completely different tone. So it's definitely like a significant difference in time. And I think he's been he's like gotten it's, he's been taken down a peg or two after this movie. You should but go anyway. listen to the commentary track for uh, Cabin No Cabin Fever with Eli Roth. That's really rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but no, they, they're talking about the pig mask, and they just say, like, the pig mask had an interesting story, but they don't go into it. What? They're like, we'll just leave it at that. And and I wrote down in my notes here, pig mask had an interesting story, but the commentary didn't tell it. Cool, guys. See you at the panel, I guess. Like, Apparently when are you going to fucking tell the story? <laughs> Not so interesting, interesting enough to tell the audience. They didn't, so. they didn't even say it was The Shining or anything like that. So even more confusing but literally to finish it wasn't even a pig mask in the shining it was a bear mask or a bunny mask uh, i thought it was a pig man i'm pretty sh- mm, i know you watch, watch it every year more than you so. hey i don't know we've already proven in this uh, that you don't know the difference between scott lang and stephen lang so um, oh shut up <laughs> shut yeah. your damn mouth uh, that was a throwback folks anyway uh-huh. the uh intro scene he tells them they were in the game, leaves them alone, goes downstairs to get some milk, and the Countess is in real life, like, haunting him, uh, and he has a lighter, like, he has a lantern in the game, I guess, and... A PlayStation lighter. Yeah, that was pretty cool, and, um, the Countess kills him by hanging him in the foyer, just like in the game. Yeah, because he walks into where his friends were having sex, and it's mass, like it's blood everywhere. It looks just like it did in the game. Oh, when he's trying stuff. to run away from her, yes, yes, yeah. Which that I could, I will say that would fuck me up pretty good if I yeah. walked into my roommate's room and saw that. But um, the you get your man uh, ass and your boobs right away. So doesn't make any. Oh, but that was the thing too. Is his roommate said we haven't played for hours, so already. The Countess was cheating, uh, which is interesting. I didn't think about that until right we now. We could talk about this movie breaking fucking rules of the universe it's set up in. Yeah, right, we could yeah. talk about that. <laughs> um, 
I want to mention with the inventory, the inventory, the commentary that they just <laughs> since we're going to go away from this intro scene pretty quick here, they did say at the end of it, they're like, and that's all we showed to get people interested in this movie. Like they had literally that much done. And that's how they pitched it to people with that, like seven that minute intro. I'm like, yeah. that's how you would do it, because that well, does set it up. And that's pro- arguably the strongest one of the strongest parts of this movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter's out real quick. So, but I want to say that because once we find out a little bit later that Hutch, that was like his childhood friend. Uh, apparently. What was his name? Uh, yeah, apparently. Loomis. That's the problem. Loomis, apparently, Loomis. because we we needed there's too many character deaths and too many character scenes in this movie where you're supposed to feel a certain way, but you don't because you don't care about these characters at all. I right. don't I have n- I get pretty sentimental when I watch a movie like I connect pretty well. I'm a gamer. I've, I li- I love video games, love to bomb my life. I don't connect with any of the douchebags in this fucking movie. So whenever, you know, someone gets run over by a carriage or something like that, or someone gets, you know, their throat slit, I'm like, don't care. You need scenes in a movie. You needed a scene to show the connection between Loomis and Hutch. You needed yep. to see that they were basically brothers without being blood brothers. Like, you needed that. Otherwise, you don't give a shit. Like, right. I didn't give a shit about any character in this movie. <laughs> Are you telling me... When that lighter was flashed in front of him and he suddenly remembered a Nintendo controller on fire and his house I on fire. I knew every fucking Sega fan was going to love this. So. Why? Like that. They don't touch on why the NES controller was on fire. Like was gaming a source of pain ever? It was also, just so. I want to say they were he was they were taught. I'd have to go back and watch it, which I'll never do. But I think he says at one point they were they would play some kind of game together. And I want to know if the game they were playing was actually on a fucking Nintendo console, oh, because if know. it wasn't, then it doesn't matter. All the, that's the only name bra- besides that and the Alienware uh, PCs. Those are the <laughs> yeah. only like the other could p- game pads were like the Game Pro controllers or I don't. They weren't even it, Mad it, it was it was no, it was it was like early PC controllers that yeah, really that didn't like the, the only West. people that were making them were logitech and maybe mad cats or something yeah but so. man they flashed that alienware logo a bunch <laughs> yeah well they had to they had to use that and they actually created the chrome laptop that doesn't that didn't exist then they had to create it because they wanted a reflective surface that wasn't a mirror yeah, it was a plot device yeah so. <laughs> and that made the most sense outside of anyone having a mirror in real life i guess so that and they they sort of set that up, and that's okay. They yeah, set it up with that, Finn's character, where he's like, right. I don't think any of you guys have a mirror. He goes, none of you guys have a mirror in the game. Only I have the mirror. So that makes sense mm-hmm. why they wouldn't try to find the mirror or something like that. But uh, I want to... Hold on. Let me see. Uh, some of this up. I said in the beginning, oh, God's the CGI. That's, I, I give the CGI shit now, but back then it wasn't bad. Back then, yeah, 2006. Like, what even... Uh, I, I was trying to think too, because there are parts of this game where they run through, and I'm like, oh, that's they're just ripping off Left 4 Dead. And then I was like, oh wait, Left 4 Dead wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, again, this go. was if this released like one year later, it would not be as ahead of the time in terms of the game footage uh, or the idea, I, really. But I've you know. watched so many movies growing up now that I can identify sound effects, and in the first like sure. five minutes of the movie, I'm like, that's the same scream sound effect twice in a row. Was it the <laughs> Wilhelm scream? It was, no, it was a, like a woman scream, and I was just like, I've heard wow. that before, and then they did it again, and I was like, I, I heard it again, and then later, I think later in the movie, they do it again. 
So, I mean, it, it's dead, almost scene so. after scene. This movie dates itself because like the third or fourth scene, they're in an Internet cafe and there are gamers and then there's the coffee shop. And October's her introduction is she's laying on the counter reading a book. I'm like, bitch, get your shoes off. That's a place of yep. business. Being real like, cool <laughs> and pissed off because she didn't make it into the craft, you know? Man, we should watch that movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did go to a couple of those when I was a kid. They weren't internet cafes, so they were just internet lounges where it was a bunch never, of PCs. You paid like a really certain around. amount of money an hour. Uh, I oh, had a those. Up. Yeah, a land yeah. center. I had been to those in Florida, actually, uh, with a buddy of mine. But And that was like the I think that was probably the first time oh, I played Counter-Strike now that I think about it. Them hours add uh, up quick. So. Sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I mean, this was before it was common to, I don't know. Again, this was just before it was cool to be a gamer, really, more than anything. Well, even then, too, we get to in, we get introduced to Hutch Moore and he's like, he's apparently he's some kind of clerk. And you're like, oh, he's about to get reamed by his boss. I still don't like, know oh, what no. his job was. I still don't know what his actual career was. <laughs> the only thing I know, his boss says, and I for, the only way reason I know this guy who plays his boss is because he was in Saving Private Ryan. That's the yeah. only that way I Whoops. know this guy. Because at first, I, I, I thought that. it was Eli Roth, and I was like, wait, that's not Eli Roth. And then I thought it was the late, great comedian Greg Giraldo, and I was like, they wouldn't have put Greg Giraldo in this movie. So I had to look him up. And uh, you think he's going to get reamed out by his boss, and his boss is like, no, I can't beat Silent Hill 4. How do I do this? And he was just like, wait, what? And then he goes into the thing of like, oh, you got to get the hyper blaster. And I was like, wait, it's no, that's not that in Silent Hill 4. And that's where the gamer rage started that. And when Frankie Munez's character recites the Konami code to see zombie boobs in the game, I lo I said, fuck, I yelled at my TV. I said, fuck you, game. Fuck that's game. not in the edited version. Konami code is not in the edited uh, version. Okay, so I watched yeah. the better version. Apparently, so. you know, you did. Arguably, the unedited version is like the good version because the gore makes sense. The fucking game developer of this game is in that version. Um, yeah, yeah. Is the, the truck uh, scene in the in the edited version? The one with the cop truck? No. Other than other than blood on the windshield. That is all you oh, see. It doesn't show the mouth part and all that stuff. No. Ah, okay. Nothing. He just gets in his car and you see blood and on the windshield. Blood. Oh, that yeah. makes that's terrible. Like, yep. You're just Dude. Like, what happened? The blue version sucks. Red version's the way to go. The red band, right? Just like Pokemans. Um, <laughs> but I have a literal list here. That yeah, whole go through your list. That whole awkward bathroom interaction, not in the edited version. Not in the blue. I messaged you that. I said the best way to get to a girl's heart is talk to her while she's taking a pee. So, so fucking <laughs> awkward. Um, and there's they, a they stopped on it. Like they showed yeah. her like and I was just like, all right, early 2000s. That's not really an excuse, but sure. Nope. Mm -mm. So. Um, also in the red version only uh, someone. Oh, Hutch mentions that him and his friend or somebody met playing Unreal Tournament. I don't know yep. if they name drop. Uh What's his name? He was talking Snorton. when he was talking to the bathroom. He said, oh, I met uh, he they met Loomis or something like that or met somebody like through un playing Unreal Tournament or something like that. Yeah, probably fin Phineas or something. But uh, uh, in another scene when Phineas is snorting coke or something, that's not in the blue version. Um, that's not Phineas. That's his boss. <laughs> oh, whoops. Sorry. Yeah, I'm jumping all yeah, over. You're fine. All I put on there was snorting, which also doesn't that like it made sense that was in the red because him like 
hitting his nose is in the blue version, like getting ready to play, uh, but you don't see him actually snort anything. So I'm like, okay, gotcha. well, we, we know what he well, did. It, so, but it actually know. makes a lot of sense when you, when you start, there's a theme of mirrors in the movie. So like yeah. that kind of makes sense. So, uh, I think you're reaching there, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't no, think he did like it off a mirror. When he puts the mirror back on the wall, that mirror ends up breaking. Oh, like, okay. That does make sense. I didn't know that he wants to see herself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, another thing I, I paid attention during this fucking movie. So. Uh, Phineas's carriage death. You barely see it. You see it entirely in the red version. Um, yeah, that whole time lapse. Remember that that whole time lapse of his dead body, not in the blue version at all which they show a bit of it or that at first when they're showing it, I'm like, okay, yeah. Cause it looks like the game, like the game over screen. But then that whole long ass time-lapse, it was too long. The EMS like showing up Fast and all forward. that. Yeah. Um, it was slow as hell. Uh, so a lot of the stuff I'm, I, cause the way, if people don't know how I watch these movies is I start watching the movie and Scotty knows when I start watching the movie because I send him about 20 discord messages about things I'm experiencing while watching the movie. And that was one of the things is I was like, why didn't they just do a cut? So there's a lot of things that I pointed out in my viewing that apparently were not in the theatrical cut. Pretty much everything you pointed out. Um, ah, okay. Something else worth mentioning from the commentary I learned uh, when the, sleazy greasy detective spits that's taken out of the pg-13 which is crazy to me like spitting is not yeah it's the okay. it, different times different times yeah um i mean like you look at pg-13 in the 80s and that was totally different than what pg-13 is now so yeah and so when they're learning how this game is killing them at uh minute 58 40 seconds the entire side plot of running into the game dev in that house not even in there. He's not in there. Not and the he mentions that the story of the Countess in this game is based on a book that he read. They go visit that author. She's not in the blue version either. Really? And it's just like insane to me. So pretty much that entire scene of them looking through the house, not in there. And you don't see that house until the last scene in the blue version. Yeah. That As much as I, I like surprise, I, I'm giving this movie a lot of shit. But apparently I did watch the better version because I couldn't imagine watching the version with all that shit cut out because like it makes sense to have it in there. It's just not done great. I don't I don't know that it would change your opinion, but I, I I'm sure your opinion would be slightly different if you watch the edited before the unedited. But I'm not saying you think my it's opinion would be worse. Movie. I hate the movie even more. <laughs> well, I think mm, I don't know that, you know, we can't argue what could have been. But uh <laughs> I have a note here. Fatal Frame, apparently the biggest inspiration on this game based on the commentary. I was like, not, really? you know, the survival horror games that were so much more popular. But hey, inspiration is inspiration. But it's like, yeah, there was not the last Resident Evil game that came out before this was four. And that was in two. Wait. Yeah, that was 2005. Was, what the fuck? Yeah, I was a, I was in junior high when uh, fucking Resident Evil four came out. Fatal Frame is definitely creepier than any Fatal Frame is definitely scarier than any Resident Evil except for yes. seven or eight parts of that. But so I can understand them saying that and I can see that visually more of an inspiration. But the way the game is played is definitely more actiony because you have a camera, um, which I see now. I thought that makes me even more mad because what oh, was the one character's okay. name? Abigail. If they had if Fatal Frame was the the fucking uh crux for this movie why didn't her being a photographer come more into play right that made no sense other than introducing her uh -huh. as a character her taking pictures made no sense 
Else, God elsewhere. damn it. I just keep thinking I'm not a movie director. I'm not a movie writer. I don't like writing, but I could just be like, give me some money and I can make this movie better. Like I can make it so much better nowadays. Um, fun fact. This movie was shot in 25 days. It, it shows. shows. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn I, um, we, when we were, wa- Rachel watched it with me the first time through, um, I don't know if I said it or not yet, but I've watched this movie three times now because I watched the unedited and no, 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 no. I watched the blue version, blue with commentary, then the red with commentary, which I learned was the same commentary. Uh, but they said in it that it was shot in 25 days. Uh, also, during the commentary, Jimmy Simpson actually called the director who had his fucking phone on and he answered. Oh, really? <laughs> he answered because he's like. You won't believe this, but Jimmy Simpson's calling me right now. And the guy's like, well, answer it. Uh, and yeah, he's like commentary. He's like, Jimmy Simpson, we're watching Stay Alive right now. Say some say 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 my name is Jimmy Simpson. You're on speaker. He's like, my name is Jimmy Simpson. Fuck you. And he's like, God damn it. We can't use that in the commentary. <laughs> they did. So. Yeah, they ended up using it. But what's funny is like with the commentary on that's the only f bomb that's dropped in this movie for the PG-13 still so I oh was for the blue version yeah but the funny. red version there's f bombs every other fucking line oh of yeah phineas is an f bomb uh so i thought that was interesting um, that's a good segue into the dialogue cuz the yes, dialogue such in this as movie is really girl bad. has got body karate going on i'm just like oh <laughs> Dude, just wear a shirt that says I love heart. I heart hop moms or something. That's you're the one that would be wearing that. Come on. Only Um, the one of the funnier scenes is when Phineas is in the middle of the road and he calls them after he and he's like, what is this shit about perceptive reality and all that stuff? And he goes, is that Abigail? And she goes, yeah, he goes, hey, mama. Like he just pauses for a second. I was like, "Okay, that may be I got a chuckle out of me. Just the delivery of that line. But I think it's two or three times he says, hey, mama. And that's that's his. that's his pickup line. <laughs> sure. Um, it didn't yeah. work. So, uh, what's like interesting the premise with the roses, I, I, I just thought of that. I like the premise with the roses is okay. I like that. That was at least, that was at least like of the weaknesses that, a that, uh, that a horror, that a monster could have in a horror movie that was decently executed. I thought, cause they, yeah, they could have done, they could have done way dumber things. Like it's gotta be a mushroom or, you know, yeah. Cause it's video Something games, really Mario. Yeah. You know? It makes sense because roses are a signal of beauty. They're a symbolism of beauty and all that stuff. And, and it's they something set you it can up actually early. find. Yeah. You know, and they set it up style. very early. I like right. when things, like I said, they set it up early and they use it later in the movie, which is good. Set up and payoffs are good. Yeah. But, uh, um, I, I, th- I just, I mean, anything that involves video games that's not a video game dates itself. So, yes. like, how they had to read the spell to start the game. Never yeah. mind the, which, which would make sense. Like, I, I will let this go only slightly because they all have headsets on. So, th- theoretically, you'd be playing online with people and have a headset with a microphone. But if you're playing this by yourself, you're not anywhere near a microphone. Not in 2006 playing a video game. Uh, well, unless you are a PC just, gamer, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, but. Well, nowadays to most, I would nowadays, most people. But back then, no. You, no, yeah. 15 years ago, not at all unless you're on a that PC. Shows that they're the hardcore gamers, Scott. But that's, but they said, uh, I don't know if this is the quote, but I, um, they, one of them said like, 
I, I think it was Frankie's Frankie Muniz's character, Swink, Swink, Swank, Stink, Spink, Swink, Swink, Swink. It's Swink. Um, he says uh, something like, "This this must be some next gen level gaming shit or something like yeah. that." And I'm like, "Fuck me, running, please!" Well, they and then, then I, I had to I, when the controllers start vibrating. Uh, yeah, but I had to think to myself, like, okay, when like 360 definitely kicked off online gaming to be more. Um, uh, well, the, and all that. like the Dreamcast in 99 was the first console to have built in online gaming. But the 360 was the one that like made it um, more uh, palatable. Mainstream. Yeah, I, there's a word that I'm missing here. But uh, but yeah, so just before then, because I was thinking like well, the Kinect. No, the Kinect wasn't around then yet because that would have had a microphone or whatever else. But so well, I remember with the 360, you had to buy the headset extra to go into the controller. Uh, yes, you did. But the arcade model would come with a headset, which made no sense because it didn't come with the fucking never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yes, headsets were there. Um, and I had a note here for the first gaming scene, which if there's any scene I'm jealous of, it's that because holy shit. Yeah, I'd love to have like just a couch and chairs and like five and TV 16. screens in my yeah. living room. And like me and my buddies are just playing a game together. We basically um, do that for the marathon. Like, <laughs> Well, yes, but no, but I'm talking about like, like my buddy, Anthony, um, him and his roommate, uh, who was at one point, my roommate, their, uh, college apartment was two TVs and they would just game together in the living room. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I've been so, to a couple of houses growing up that had like halo parties and there's like seven TVs in the apartment. So, <laughs> yeah, so that that is cool. But like the commentary, they were talking about the headsets. You got if there's any part of the commentary, you need to listen to this because they okay. essentially said they wanted to make the nerds seem like they had custom setups. So Frankie has a like a helicopter pilot. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, I noticed that. Ear earphones, Head, headphone headset, yeah. Jesus. Um, and uh, what the hell is Jimmy's character's name? Stinky or something or Fink Finn. Jimmy's character is Finn. <laughs> Finn. The the names suck. <laughs> I know. Names you, suck. Every movie we watch, you can't remember characters they to save your life. <laughs> All right, Swink has a helicopter pilot, and then yes. Phineas has literally one of the sound tech guys' headsets. The sound, okay. the sound editor's headset. And then they're saying like, so they wanted to make that since they're the gamers, they've got their custom setups. Meanwhile, Hutch is over there with, quote, the small BlackBerry headset, the small BlackBerry headset, which looks like which is this is when those headsets were real cool that sat on your ears and wrapped around the back of your head. So that's what that's what he's got on because he's just a casual business dude with his BlackBerry And well, Abigail I, didn't even have a mic on hers. It was just a stick in her face. <laughs> probably. Um, that was all wonderful. And that was I the, knew the minute I saw that scene, I was like, this has got Scotty written all over it. Like, <laughs> what? What does that mean? How? What? You fucking love the Dreamcast. And like, you have all your friends over for a Dreamcast like, like party and all that stuff. Like, I just okay. imagine like this is what you your height, your college like growing up was like was and all that oh uh i didn't really have a social life until like late high school and then college but we did have um uh 
Uh, we would, we would, my, my place between the roommates and I, we'd be the party house usually. And there, I've, right. I've, there are videos on YouTube of when we would set up what I ended up calling Lanapalooza. Um, <laughs> cause I love stupid names of things, but we, we've, we would play like, we'd have like six TVs or something and we'd have, uh, no, I've told you this before because when I worked at GameStop, uh, the quake four i think it was yeah quake four came on the 360 came with a separate disc that was all of quake 2 and oh. when you trade in a game at gamestop like that you don't have to have that bonus disc you just have to have the main disc so my buddy gotcha. ryan and i when we would take those in on trade we would just pocket the fucking bonus disc because it's it yeah, didn't it's not in them. the inventory. So between him and me, we had like eight copies of Quake Two, and so that <laughs> would be the default at land parties because everyone was equally shit at Quake Two by that yeah. by that by like two thousand eight or nine. Like nobody played Quake yeah. Two, so that was the default. Like oh, no more Left for Dead. Let's throw Quake Two in here. No more Defense Force. Let's throw Quake Two in. Um, right. So okay. I guess you're you're right in that in that giant uh, stereotype of myself. You are correct. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I I lost my train of thought entirely. You want another fun fact? Great. This is one of the last movies to shoot and wrap before Katrina hit the Hurricane Katrina. How about that? Because okay. they mentioned in the commentary, they're talking about like the neighborhood with the the house that's under construction. That's not even Gone. there now. Yeah. yeah. And like different locations, like twenty feet underwater and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's. It must have been hot as hell filming down there too. Maybe, yeah. Um, but they, uh, it, it was like literal two months before Katrina hit that this movie was done and or that this movie was shot. Um, complete. Okay, gotcha. In New gotcha. Orleans, so I did. I did think it was cool. You do have to give credit just to the fact alone that this didn't take place in California or New York because that's where all the gamers are anymore. You know what I mean? Like comparatively True, yeah. to like hackers or Chicago or something like. Well, nobody it has does to a take cool... place down there because the fucking game's based off of a southern plantation owner. So. Uh. Well, yes, but did you know that the character the I thought I put this in here. Fuck this game. Yeah, Countess Emma Elizabeth Bathory did actually exist, but it was uh oh. actually a story from Hungary, not New Orleans. Oh no! So, I didn't know that. Okay, there cool. you go. Doesn't make me like the movie anymore. So <laughs> no, I'm telling you that's not. I'm saying it deserves a little bit of credit just for the fact that it wasn't in a stereotypical big city, uh, big True. urban city, big urban. They didn't area. go to film in Canada because of the exploitation and all that stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. So good stuff. I'm trying around. to look through the rest of my notes here that are anything worthy. The, uh, uh, the you want to talk about that GameStop? the GameStop in this movie at all? Yeah. I, it's got to be a GameStop, right? Like, it's not a GameStop without At the end of the movie, it doesn't look like a GameStop at all, the way, like, the games are displayed just in stacks on the shelf. But, game for, a Game Informer um, in there. But they do have Game Informer, which I could not find anyone selling that online, but I... Jesus. That has to be is somewhere. That, like, is 2006 around the time when GameStop and Game Informer partnered together? Around the time? Dude, it was way before that. <laughs> Wasn't okay. I was just I was just yeah. making sure. No, so I yeah, never worked. No, it, it, was... it never scared me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, uh, for the yeah. If this is your first episode of this podcast, I worked at GameStop for like on and off, not on and off, but a collectively a decade. So I could, yeah. Game Informer was around for a while with 
in cahoots with GameStop. Um, yeah, we name... slap some glasses on this game, this game store guy, and you're, you just got early scatty. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, thousand percent. I was always very excited to talk to the slick back detectives about their wife and children. Was your hair problems. flying off of your head like this guy was? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This oh guy god. reminds me of Hyde from that '70s show. If he was a gamer in 2000s. Which one's Hyde? I'm not a fan of Hyde that was show. the curly haired guy that always he was like the burnout and with the glasses and all like the shades oh, okay. that he always had on. OK, so the exact opposite personality. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, they don't mention him by name, but the commentary said that this character's name is Fidget. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. There you go. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. It just didn't make any sense that that scene even happened because the douche tact detectives like is that in both versions? Yeah, the okay. like the detective is at the back of a line and then he walks up to the counter and tries to ask him about this game, gets no information and walks to his car and then dies because he had played the game earlier. But it's like, why did he even go? Why did they even show other than for the literal last scene? I don't know why else they would have had that game store even in this well, movie. I don't even remember the first scene. I remember that last scene with that guy when I saw him, but I was like, I don't remember this scene with the detective at all. And what's funny is that detective dies, and then the guy, the the the, the detective that's it also in Hackers, he kind of just fizzles out of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. It's just, I mean, his plot. I mean, his, well, he's just done. No, he's there. They're both there an equal amount of times because they're there when Hutch finds his goes to his work and his boss is dead. They both question him. And then uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is once once they start going after Elizabeth's body, that detective is no longer in the movie. Like they show him getting some stuff from the estate and then that's it. He's done. I, you don't the see him the rest of the state. So there's the a part where in the so when they're the the Elmer Fudd lady that's talking to <laughs> telling them the exposition of Elizabeth, the author, go back and listen the what? The author of the book? Yes. Okay. That's Listen, what I'm talking about. I only watched that scene with commentary, so I didn't even hear her voice. <laughs> I just okay. was reading the lines. You should go back and just listen to that scene, because at first I was like, oh, this is just a bad New Orleans accent. And then I was like, oh, no. She's going with Elmer Fudd. I don't know why, but that's what she went with. But during that scene, she's talking about how the police back in the day, how Elizabeth first got caught, they came and raided her estate, and they show the oh. whatever his name the guy from the hackers he's at that estate getting some books and stuff coming out of oh. the estate with it and then we don't see him ever again for the rest of the movie that's it yeah okay gotcha yeah, i was they, just like okay his stuff's like there's a lot of plot holes in the movie but yeah, i guess that like, is after that's after phineas dies which is the last time he has a speaking line that's at after all, october dies too questioning him yeah okay interesting um yeah, but hey, Frankie Muniz makes it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, they said in the commentary they wanted to have uh, everybody have kind of a shitty past. And with, um, you know, Hutch having uh, we didn't even mention like why he was afraid of fire and all that shit. His dad burned down their house because he thought that his mom was cheating on him and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And sh- he killed her and he, he his just dad went to jail. Happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a pretty fucked up childhood for sure. Yeah, um, but again, give us a scene. Give us that the opening scene yeah. of that should be with the with young because Hutch and young Loomis being friends together, and then Hutch goes home, and then that happens. That should be, and then the next scene should be what the opening scene is. 
the literal introduction to that tra- tragic past made Rachel and I laugh out loud because it's when he Hutch goes into the internet cafe and like here's the box from a dead friend and yep. um, and then Phineas is like oh cool lighter lights it once Hutch happens to capture it oh, or catch yeah. it and then boom flashback to house on fire child in the corner and that's it like you barely register it and rachel and i both burst out laughing like what the fuck was that literally if you blinked you would have missed it too yes 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 and then even funnier is that exact scene happens again the only thing added is an nes controller on fire and we're like Mm -hmm. what expand on that at all please nope nothing (laughs) nah doesn't need to so it's great um has happened so the uh the deaths what did you think of any like so back to how this is an actual horror movie did you enjoy any of the death scenes or like any of them notable to you at all uh the police officer one that was interesting the opening scene like i said is fine i like the opening scene it's not bad uh october scene eh didn't. There's like no blood sense. for her blue the blue version of her she just gets her oh, throat the cut and then she's there. on the ground um like no, we in, sound effects and everything in the red version yeah yeah um what was the other I'm, I'm trying to look at the characters here and see what the other uh what, what the was other his boss's were. name i can't remember what his boss's name was oh, his death was like eh the visual banks. was fine something uh, banks. miller banks miller that's what he called him miller, miller yeah. banks uh, um no phineas's death uh i thought it was because the thing is you see behind him right before he dies because the way we were looking at Phineas from the front so we can see behind him there's nothing behind him in the road and then the next scene it cuts to him turning around and then getting trampled I was like we needed something in the background we needed something coming like slowly in the background and then when he turns around boom it's right there like I was I rewound it because it's very CGI there uh, like because i watched the unedited version so we got to see him go under the tires and all that stuff but i was just like nah, don't really again i don't care about any of these characters so i'm right, looking for right, cool right. death scenes and then the death scenes are eh. They're yeah. eh. like i said the, the cop one is good the yeah. one at the beginning mm-hmm. with uh loomis and the other two people are good and then after that it's just kind of like meh it's okay yeah the um you could do so much more with it the 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 uh the teasing of things to come was like a cool scene with the blood and the keyboard i thought that was neat um, yeah but uh the when when uh swink is like making compu- fixing computers i don't know if he's building pcs or what he's doing really but and he wipes his face um yeah that, that was a cool i did yeah i did like that shot though that was through the pc tower like through the yeah. wires and stuff. That I was just a cool the shot. Two sides off and then yeah. put the camera on the one side. So. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and what else happened during that? And like, <laughs> did you like how Hutch is looking in the mirror and he sees the whites of his own eyes with no, and then it just holds on his half naked body for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, get get I get star, it. I get it. He's a fucking fit nerd. All right. Wonderful. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking so. of other things like you got all these uh, you got all the I'm assuming there because apparently Elizabeth had killed like 39. She would kidnap. So her story, her, we didn't even tell what the story of her, why she's uh, a murderous ghost. Yeah. But she was some when she was alive, she would kidnap girls and she thought that their blood would make her young. So she would kill them, torture them and bathe in their blood. And that would keep her young. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm assuming that all the creepy like little girls and stuff you see around in the video game, that's probably her victims that are, you know, coming back from the dead. You needed a scene where one of our characters gets ripped apart by them, where they Uh go to, they're like, you needed this. Hey, if you're going to go, you go big with this fucking movie. All right. You need a scene. Like you need someone to be like, I have to sacrifice myself. Like, this is like, I, I got to be able to stop, you know, slow these th- down. Because you see in the beginning when they're playing the game that the graveyard's overran. Like, they're trying to shoot everything and all that stuff. You needed that in the real world. If you're going to play with gore, mm-hmm. go for it. Don't just cock tease them. Like, you go for it. Like <laughs> Yeah. I, th- I have a feeling their logic with that was uh, the closest they got to it was when was with October's death being upside down and slit in her throat that the blood would drain, but she didn't really bathe in it or anything. But then it was very obvious. That was the plan for, uh, Abigail. Abigail. Yeah. The blonde girl. Since Um, the countess gets naked and gets this fucking prod to poker. Yeah. Do you think she was naked in the blue version? I don't think she probably was not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, but that, but yeah, that, but I know uh, what I was leading to is like maybe the reason they don't show that that doesn't happen to anyone is that they're leading up to like this is about to happen to not the final girl, but one of the final people uh, in this. So you're like, oh, shit, she's going to drain her. So we got a massive killing coming up. But I mean, anyone with a it's, brainstem knows she's not going to die. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. just like it feels like the movie either BPG 13 or BR. Like, give us a reason to like want like if you're gonna go R, like because what from what I watch, I'm like that's this is not an R movie. Like the only reason it's a PG an R movie is probably because like a little bit of the probably the 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 truck scene because you see that that's kind of like I mean I like that like that's very Hellraiser esque and all that stuff, but it's just like it's just like it's not giving you enough. Maybe Imagery. I'm just a glutton for horror, but it's just not enough for me. Uh. I think you're underestimating or overestimating the rating system because imagery is everything because in the uh, red version there in the blue version, there is no dead girl in a tub. There are no bloody girls at all, really, except for like quick, even shorter glimpses of them and stuff. Um, I mentioned that dude didn't even spit in the blue version. Uh, the death in the truck, you literally only see an explosion. Um, October had no blood. You just, you just hear the noise. You just hear the cutting noise and then she's on the ground and then she has blood on her. Uh, What's what's the name? A hutch has blood on his hands. And then, um, yeah, you don't even see more than he's under the carriage and that's it for Phineas. Like they don't even show his full death. So like the actual portrayal of death is basically what keeps it a pg-13 i also don't know why abigail is the final girl and nudity sorry oh yeah nudity like... because you don't even see a man butt in the pg-13 version which is in the first i scene. wish i would have watched that one then so <laughs> yeah right uh but october is like you so set up to be one of the final girls. like she is one of the final girls but like right you see hutch like he's it's the first time like you know he's kind of he's upset about loomis he's upset about finn's death he is upset but like he breaks down when October dies. He's like crying. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a connection there. Like they like and I was just like cuz Abigail, no offense to the actress, but her character sucks. There's no reason for her to be there. She could if I redo this movie, she's she's either omitted and October's the final girl or she is in the movie and she has to a pinnacle role with her camera. 
Well, up until a certain point, we thought that she was part of the problem. Like she was somehow associated with the killer because also because that would have been cool. Because the one scene that that I mentioned with the bloody keyboard, this all happens in in one scene that the characters each encounter something that hints that they could die, whether or not they've played the game. Because uh, Swing, um, Muniz's character sees blood on right. the keyboard and then rubs it on his face. Uh, 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 Phineas almost gets run over by a truck. Um, October sees the worst visual effect in the entire movie in a mirror of like a dead lady that's not the countess yeah. but some of the random one of the lady. dead girls I guess uh, sure. and then Hutch sees the white of his eyes and then the mirror breaks so that's uh, which is the only one that actually makes sense like the mirror breaks and for some reason that's how he doesn't die I think um, but the other ones they just don't it well, doesn't really make would, sense how they avoid I would it. slightly I was going to say I would slightly argue with you. The only one that really makes sense to me is Phineas's. Yeah. Because oh, no, I'm not saying they it. don't make sense, but I'm saying, yeah, right. No, I, I hear what you're saying. But what I'm getting to is like the only character of the characters of the party that is not in that is Abigail. So when that happened, I was like, True. oh, why didn't we see anything happen to Abigail? I'm thinking my gears are turning like, is she alive? Is she dead? But then, that would have been a really good fucking plot point. The, like, to be like, oh, why is she not targeted? Oh, she's actually the Countess's daughter, great-granddaughter, or something, something like that. Something, but the commentary even, mentions that they uh, didn't have time to fit her part in, and they didn't They weren't. They didn't have the ability to film whatever portion she was going to have, and so it just didn't make it in there. Yeah, it shows. Or yeah. even with the fucking developer. Like, it should have been revealed that, like, oh, he... He was like a servant of the Countess. That's why he was making the game to get more victims for the Countess and all that. Nope, nope, nope. He just killed by the Countess. Doesn't matter. Oh, did he? I wasn't even, I was like half paying attention to that part. Yeah, when uh, Abigail, when the light goes out and Abigail turns the lighter on, she looks like she's in the floor or something. And like she turns over and there's, he's got his throat slit. He's right down the oh, floor. Oh, shit. Okay. I was, oh, there's a lot boy. of cool things you could have done with this movie and they just didn't fucking do it. It's so <laughs> crazy to me that they didn't have the game dev in that. So like the thing, it makes so less sense, so much less sense, whatever, that there's no game dev in the blue version because the game was just, the game just exists and there's no game dev to be seen, maybe heard of, we don't know, but like some, and right. somehow that leads you to like, okay, did the ghost of this lady make a video game somehow? What are you talking about? Stupid, yeah. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it's just not, it's just not clear in, in my opinion. Because the actor that plays the developer or the game dev is fine. He's yeah. very creepy. He's very like he's very you know, stereotypical. He, lives in his mom's basement. You know, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's but his acting and everything of his role is fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. Like you could have fleshed that out a little bit more. But no, like Jesus, man. Uh, there's like I said to you, you either make Abigail's character a key point or just omit that character altogether and just have Hutch probably. and October and, and Swink as the final ones. Yeah, you probably could have. The um they did mention in the commentary that uh um the actress who played Abigail, Samara Armstrong, she actually had um buzzed her head before filming this and so she was wearing a wig for this movie and mm. having known that both the writers they're like, "Oh, it would be a great, like, dramatic reveal if when she's explaining in the van that she's driving that that's her home and she's homeless, that she, like, pulls the wig off as, like, yeah. the final, like, see what I am now or what I really am. It's all but, a facade. But they basically said it without saying it that the studio wouldn't allow them to do that. 
Yeah, bald. So back in 2006, bald-headed girl, they're going to be like, oh, no, that's too edgy. Yeah, so, not uh, unless you're Ellen Ripley, you're not. That's that's too. Or if cool you're the the chick from Smashing Pumpkins. So yeah, so it's just it was like I, I don't know. I think that would have visually that would have made sense for just character progression and maybe would have made her seem a little bit more badass, honestly, in these last couple of scenes. But um, make her character it would go interesting against, somehow. Yeah, it would just go against her being because I mean, really, she's she sticks to being a dumb blonde in this movie for the most part. So, but she, and then it, her dialogue, it, the, the people that wrote the dialogue or the writers, th- th- it's not great. No, Phineas's dialogue. Not. Yeah. You want him to be an asshole. So like, I didn't care when he died, but his, di- it's, it's the early two thousands dialogue, bro. It's really bad. The only thing that Phineas's bad dialogue lends to is like, he's cracking all these jokes and he's the comic relief. But when he dies, the movie's tone changes entirely because there are no more jokes. Yeah, there's no more comedy relief. So yeah, so I will be honest with you. The last 25 minutes of this movie, I watched at 1.5 speed on my player. So. Uh, one more thing I was going to mention, because since we're leading into that, is they they wanted all the characters to have tragic backstories or whatever, and they didn't get to it. But they wanted Swink's character to be that he was beaten as a child so that it meant more that Ooh. he kind of rose up to be this badass at the end because he did would have been great. Would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> And what's weird is like they really didn't need to keep him and it doesn't make sense. Even listening to the commentary twice, it doesn't make sense to me that you see him die or you see his dead body in the game when they find the laptop uh, while there's like the immersion crossover that I think you really loved. We didn't really mention a whole lot about, but uh, we have a habit of doing that. I noticed when editing these episodes is like we start something in the beginning and we say we'll get to that and we never do so yeah, do you want to talk about, about the the last because you're what well, we're talking about the end of the movie now so did you want to talk about that how they oh, we're talking about like the crowbar and like unlocking yeah. the stuff and all that yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really cool premise like uh swink realizes he's like oh crap because he basically at this point hutch is physically at the mansion but swink is not he's, he is in the van just in case shit goes bad so that he can drive the van and come and save them. I'm guessing. No, no, he's he just, said he no, he to, said he he'll to keep be the playing bait. the game as a diversion. Yeah, that's what he said. So he's playing the game, but then he realizes, oh, I can give you directions to go and save Abigail faster. So they get to this one part where he's like, go around this one side. It's faster. And Hutch is like, it's locked. He goes, hold on. You need a crowbar. He's like, hold on a second. So he throws it down in the game. And even Hutch looks down. He goes, he goes, this is, and then Frankie Muniz goes, fucking insane? Yeah. So <laughs> I liked that. But you could have utilized that a lot more throughout the rest of the movie. I think the waited, but... I think I think the reason they waited was because like they realized how fucking batshit insane everything is that at that point, that makes as much sense as anything else going on. So they're like, yeah, yeah fucking I, whatever. Even if it was at the end of the movie and it was I liked that. That was very interesting. I liked the way it played. I liked like you had your navigator. But then we go. Let's let's backtrack a little bit and talk about the talk about when a movie sets up rules in its universe. When a movie sets rules. Uh, Yes. The stay alive cinematic universe. Go ahead. So let's just we'll talk about, you know, a horror classic. Night of the Living Dead. Dawn of the the Dead. Like it sets up rules in the universe where you have to shoot them in the head. You do this. You do that. Rules to make the universe work. In this one, the rules are set up. Oh, if we don't play the game, then we don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But now the game's playing by itself. Mm-hmm. So, and also the Countess, like with 
with uh, Swink. You think he's dead. He died in the game, but then he didn't die. He shouldn't have died in the game because he landed in a pile of roses. Yeah, rose bed. So he should have been protected. They should have found him and like his character model still running around. They're like, where the fuck did Swink go? So Mm -hmm. like that doesn't make sense. Uh, The Phidias thing doesn't make sense until you because at that point you don't know. You don't know that the game is playing itself. So at that point, you think Finn's fine. In the commentary, they said the way Sphinx Sphinxster's game ended was (laughs) that he I keep almost saying it, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, He gets a game over because he uh the shit what did they say something like the countess got to him but he killed her because he was in a bed of roses that protected her so the game still ended something along those lines but that's why it said game over they're like trying to talk around the giant yes, well, plot like, hole you, that is that it says game over that. yeah so, you can't do that in a movie where like they, not, they people they were they were talking around the fact that he died in the game but he didn't die in real life because of this and i'm like that literally goes against the fucking tagline <laughs> exactly so I this don't know. movie breaks its own rules multiple times and it's it's not so much that it makes me mad it's just frustrating yeah you're just like and you're just like why because you're like as a movie viewer you to set those rules up that puts it in your brain because you're kind of putting yourself in this universe mm-hmm. because a lot of people that don't like horror movies i feel like can't do that they can't put themselves in that universe and understand the rules of that universe because they're like well that's not how the real world works people that do enjoy horror movies and i'm not saying we're like on a pinnacle or above anybody but that we just had that creative mind where we can do that we're like we're in there we understand how these things work but now if you're just breaking all the shit why am i even submerging submerging myself into this fantasy world if it doesn't fucking matter am i justified in my craziness no, I'm saying we're above everybody because we love horror movies and all this stuff. We're just better. We're just better than people. And if you listen to this podcast, you're better than people. Uh, you hear that, Chirito? Yeah, Tony, you heard it uh, here first. We gotta let's we gotta move on because we're already at as long as the edited version was. Hell so with our recording, yeah. hell yeah. Let's get to some fun facts here. Um, yes, let's do that. So mention the Hollywood Pictures thing. So it's technically a Disney movie, and that what's her name does exist. Um, the, uh, so there's a quote here for this article. Oh shit. From bloody disgusting.com that, um, uh, if you want to bring it up, you can, but, uh, basically, um, Brent, that's not his name at all. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) that's his middle name. William Brent Bell. Um, Would you like me to read it? I can read all this if you want me to. Uh, sure. Cause you, yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, apparently, yeah, this is from William Bell's notes. So it said, when I made that movie, I looked. Okay. So this This is is from a podcast. This article was written about a podcast he was on called The Boo Crew. Okay. And the article, I'm assuming the title of the article is, we definitely want to bring the sequel to life. Director William Brent Bell on a potential stay alive too. Uh, This is Brent Bell, or I'm sorry, William Brent Bell. He says, when I made that movie, I looked at it like I love movies like Last Starfighter. I was like, I want that to be what the movie's going to be like when people watch it when they're 13, 14, 15. When they get older, they'll always have a soft spot for that for that movie. Here we are 15 years later, and that's exactly the response it seems to be getting. First of all, I'm going to pause. Finish the quote. I'll fit. All right, I'll finish the quote. He continues. People just have a warm spot for this movie. We all knew 
it was ahead of its time. The studio didn't understand the video game aspect. They didn't understand the importance of it and how it can play as a story element. It didn't just have to be window dressing as yeah, I said that right. As far as sequel goes, absolutely. We've been talking about that for a while. It was ahead of the curve. William Brent Bell reiterates five, five, ten years ago, it would have been on the cure on the curve, on the curve, you no know, riding the curve. Now we'd be behind the curve if we just did a straight video game. But AI and augmented reality, that kind of stuff is blending a blending a video game and reality for real. So, yeah, we definitely want to bring that sequel to life. And it's a priority. OK. OK, that I, I see where he's, he's wanting to go with the sequel. And it's kind yeah. of what I was thinking to go with the sequel. Well, I mean, he's 100 percent right with like they were ahead of the game. But then if it was like 10 years later, they'd be right in the middle of it. So not as impressive. Yeah. But if the, if this movie did not exist and then came out now, it'd be it'd be old news. It's true. Uh, you don't compare this game, this movie to. I understand what he means about the last Starfighter, but it's not oh, yes. going to be on the same caliber of the last. I love Star the last Fighter. Starfighter. Um, yeah, I did. I, I did. It. I mean, we watched it, and I liked it too. It was the first time I ever watched it a couple years ago. So. It's a good movie. It's underrated. Um, the um, I I threw this. I was like, okay, I gotta hear. Like, I gotta hear this conversation because you know how articles were like. Mm. So I threw this on in the background uh, during the during my work day this week. And right. that they basically quoted the only part about stay alive that <laughs> they discussed. But no, he did say like, uh, but he didn't say it's a priority. I don't that that's not that's added, added in. in. Yeah, because okay. no, because but what he has said is like people have approached him and it's it clearly like hit something with a crowd and it does have a following and everything. But um, I mean, he's done a couple of successful horror movies now, so maybe he could bring something somewhere. I mean, it's it's we say it about when we watched uh, when we watched Hackers, when we watched what's the one that we watched that started with the E? It was for Mega Visions. Evolver. Evolver, like Hell those yeah. movies, and and this movie as well would benefit tremendously with how AI and uh and virtual reality is set up nowadays. It, right. Those movies, and I'm not saying Evolver was still. A, Evolver's better than this movie, uh, but I'm Evolver. saying all of those—that's such a good—all of those would benefit from if they were to be remade or had yeah. a sequel f- today, because you have the technology to make something like that cooler. You just yeah. have to make sure you're not doing everything. You you don't do things that everybody else is still already doing. You got to make it innovative and stuff like that. I feel like the the thing though, if it released today or if they did something with Stay Alive today sequel or spin-off or series or whatever it would basically be the um until dawn and uh quarry the quarry yeah and super massive they they make they make fun games that are borderline fmv borderline chooser and adventure you know heavy rain beyond two souls kind of like those things yeah it would pretty much be that but also that's kind of what it would need to be if if you want to have characters look like whatever and whatever else so true but I, yeah. I think if they did it today, though, I think the deaths would need to all be in the game. And then you just find the body because the game would make it look cooler or worse. Some By worse, I mean more traumatic. Yeah, I think I think that was where they were suffering with this one more than anything. It's like the, the CGI was not up to snuff to show a creepy that's, ass death. That's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, if you were following us on Twitter. Uh, I was trying to do 31 days of horror <laughs> movies and I failed miserably again. So I w- you said it, not me. I wasn't going to bring it up. And you know what? I'm going to try again next year and I'll probably fail miserably again next year. Damn it, I, w- I, w- 
I will continue to not try to do this. <laughs> I watched some good ones. I watched a couple good ones. And one yeah. of the ones I watched that I liked, really, really liked, was In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. And there's a part where so some of the characters, some of the, I guess, not the dead girls, the victims that become like uh, the I'm going to call them the ring girls is what they look like because they look like the ring and the grudge and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, there's a character in Mouth of Madness that they use practical effects with and she contorts her body and like turns like walking like kind of like the spider walk in the exorcist. And I was oh. just like, they fucking did it in 96, 94. You could have oh, did it in okay. 2006 as well. Like gotcha, having gotcha. that practical effects, oh, and yeah. the jittering and stuff like that. Even the nurses from Silent Hill, like in those uh, movies, they're CG'd, but they look okay. That's interesting because practical. Well, 2006 CG might have been somewhat, maybe not cheaper, but definitely easier to do than it was more doing mainstream. Shit. Definitely, yeah. So, because I was, I was trying to think. I was like, no, not a single one of these deaths is done practically, other than the detective having the thing on his face. And um, the in October getting hoisted by not a chain, but she yeah. was on a cable, you know, but that's there was ba- no. Yeah, that's basically the most real, was, like most practical. Yeah. But I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Wow, there's zero practical effects in this movie almost. Yeah, we're biased. We like practical effects. So yeah. like, sure, sure. But you could have done it. It's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with the practice. I, I sit there and, think, and before I get this, I had this thought in my head because it just dawned on me. And I was like, how? can you do something with ill bleed like as a movie or something like that? And I was like, you can do a six episode Netflix series is what you can do with ill bleed. Like yeah. you, you got really interesting characters like, like goofy ass characters. And yeah. then you got six episodes because that's the six carnival rides. So there you go. Yeah. But and anyway, it's already so. done like an anthology. That game is an anthology within itself because each thing is why separate I love it. from the other. That's yeah. why I love it. You make it seven episodes and have a finale episode because technically there's three endings to that game. So, but anyway, <sighs> uh, that at least the director slash writer seems to be going in the right direction if they were to do a sequel. But do I really think there's going to be a sequel? I'm not going to hold my breath on it. No, I don't think I, I, I would sooner expect a fan made movie than an actual. One. Yeah. Or an underground movie. So oh, yeah, <laughs> on PlayStation Underground. Fuck um, you. <laughs> Talk about <clears throat> dating yourself. <laughs> so do we want to mention the last scene to wrap this up? Like how ridiculous it is? Yeah, spoilers for anyone that wants to know. <laughs> oh, shit. I meant to... Uh, we've got to come up... We've got to look, do a bumper at the beginning of these movies. Like, spoilers you ahead. You have to do more editing and put a bumper in. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to have to say... I'm just going to have to include it with our intro because I'm not going to remember to do that now. Um, yeah. The way this movie ends is they defeat the Countess, or so they think, because it's Swink and it's uh, Hutch and Abby. Abby um, make it out of there. Which I do. I, I applaud them for not having just the couple make it. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think and, it was because Frankie Muniz was also a bigger actor, too. Right. That, too. I, I love his entrance at the end, though. He's fucking like, he landed in a bed of roses. So he's already cut up with thorns. So fuck it. He's got the bush, like, strapped to him practically when he yeah. runs into the room. Like, <laughs> I'm not worried like, about a couple of cuts <laughs> if this is basically a shield against Satan. You know what I mean? Yeah, um so that was that was but he loves me he doesn't love me thing fuck you with that that shit. was that was dumb uh but the uh 
I mean, I dug it because the hero wasn't the hero. The guy who we thought was the hero was not going to be. He, yeah, yeah. Frankie Muniz well, was the Hermione defeated. of this movie, basically the Hermione. Yeah, Ranger. he defeated. Oh, he's the he's the what's it, what Neville. He's the Neville of the movie. Yeah, if anything, right. Uh, um, but but well, so Hutch would have Hutch would have beat like he would beat the Countess. He's just like he was gonna fucking die in the fire. So and then like pretty don't much, hold right. my beer, Swinks here. So <laughs> yeah, I've got that shirt too. Oh yeah, I, you want to get his shirt? You want to buy that shirt? Uh, the one that Swink was wearing in the game said uh, on the front of his shirt it just said "Built to Game." Pretty good, huh? That might already yeah. exist. Oh, so. <laughs> I fucking guarantee you it does. Um, That's probably Walmart. <laughs> oh yeah. I, well, I've got my Halloween costume for next year. Give me a fucking upside down casino visor, built to game shirt, yeah, and take you to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the outfits in this uh, just primo. Um, but the way it ends is that scene, and then they're like, "Oh, it's over. Let's let's go be a happy couple." And Swink will just keep playing video games. I guess I don't fucking care. But they cut to the video game store where Fidget, the GameStop employee, opens up a box of hundreds of copies of Stay Alive and then opens yep. a copy of the game and pops it into a PS2 that has no PS2 yep. controller nearby, but a fucking third-party Dreamcast a controller PS2 sitting there. Slim. Yeah, there was a bunch of Dreamcast controllers. I was yeah. like, oh, boy! <laughs> All third-party, none of the official shit, probably because Sega didn't nope. want anything to do with this either. Well, no, they weren't. They wouldn't have had a say. 2006, we've, we're seeing Dreamcast controllers <laughs> in the movie. But, um... When did House of the Dead come out? The movie? The movie? Oh, dude. I should know this. If it was this movie, then Sega probably already understood why they weren't going to put their name on this House of the Dead movie. I'm saying it into my phone because it's quicker. (laughs) Oops, it also got that part in there. Um, Let's see. 2003. 2003. Sega knew not to put their name on any of this shit. Yeah, so the thing is, though, like, they he opens it up and he puts it in a console and then it starts playing on all the games or all the TVs in the GameStop. And then a bunch of people are reciting the curse and bringing the Countess back to life. So the funny thing is, I mean, do we want to go down the bullet list of how this is so wrong of how a GameStop or any video game store operates? But then you pan up and you see multiple issues of Game Informer with Stay Alive on the cover. They mentioned in the commentary how cool it was that they were that Game Informer was willing to work with them and like have their magazine that I will give them props for. And I was like. If I if I ever saw that like recreated at a horror convention, I'd buy You're one of those because it. it's stupid. It's a snap buy for you. Yeah. Oh, easy. You put easy. it in a magazine frame and just put it up on the wall. Yeah. So. I was there. I survived. Uh, that's uh, how it ends, and it makes no fucking sense. Also, if you listen to the chanting of that prayer, it's just all of the people, the five main characters from, or the six main characters from the beginning, sa- chanting it. Oh, cool. They recycled it. I I, re- nice. I listened to it a couple times. I did a side by side comparison. So nice, very good. Um, All right, here's the yeah. hard part. Good shit. <laughs> the no, hard part. It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it bothered me so much. That ending scene bothered me so much. But that's because I were you just it wouldn't didn't need be, to be there. Allowed to open the game. Never mind that there was. I don't think there was shrink wrap. Whatever. Well, that's you getting semantics and be at work at a GameStop. So. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. So uh, the hard part. Well, well, right. well he, he pulls out. He goes killer. And then he goes <sighs> over to the PS2. PS2 Slim, by the way. PS2 <laughs> Slim in the year yep. that the PS3 had already released. <laughs> 
Hey, that PS2 was a that thing printed money, just like the 3D or the DS. Yeah, I mean, it was the reason that they took backwards compatibility out of the PS3 is one reason anyway, because the PS2 was still selling. I mean, Um, it wasn't discontinued until like 2010s, I want to say. Oh, whoops. I'm sorry. When this movie released, the PS3 was not yet out. My bad. Yeah, otherwise (sighs) it would have been a PS3 that would have been in the movie. Probably. To produce or to. I mean, Sony probably did have to sign off on that because the logo is still on that thing. They also had to sign off because there was a fucking Zippo ladder that had the uh, Sony uh, just the shapes, just the triangle, square, X and circle. So weird. Well, we all know as gamers who are watching the movie. Gamers. This is for the gamers. How many gamers out of five do you give this? (laughs) I give this a big old fucking goose egg. No, I'll give it. It's low on mine. I'm going to give it a if we're doing out of five. Whatever. We still are. We haven't changed just because you had your Google review summer blast. I'm going to do uh, I'm, this one's getting a two. This one's a two for me. It oh, better not be. That reminds me for Scream. I'm not retracting. I'm saying Scream is a perfect horror movie. Still five out of five. You bullied me okay. into lowering my score. It's a five out of five. I don't remember. Once I do, once we're done with that. Podcast, yeah, that was like four weeks everything. ago because we were trying to do things ahead. I talked to Scotty face like fa- digitally face to face in like three weeks. So yes, 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 yes. Um, I I enjoyed this. I I the first time I watched this, I was like, "This is so dumb." But I'm so curious, just about like in in this age where we can absorb so much more and find out way more than we need to. Yeah, I I definitely needed to watch it with a commentary, and then I'm like, I need this unedited version. What's going on here? And then I'm like, I'm gonna own two copies of this movie uh, <laughs> because I couldn't find just the unedited version. Uh, whatever. Um. Like, I don't know that I like it for the ironic sense, though, or not. So You got to look at it from a movie, like, standpoint. I'm looking at it from, like, a, a making... If I were making this movie, and I'm just like, nah, this is a two the out of five is, The thing is... Okay, this is how I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's like, with these movies, I want to recommend... Can I recommend this to someone listening to this? And would I watch this again with someone I recommend it to? Yes. Because I think that would be a fun night of like how dated this is, scene to scene. But you know? but what? But I'm saying if you if you if you did, let's say you didn't have any friends and you weren't showing this to anybody, are you gonna be like, oh, stay oh, alive? Yeah, I want to sit down and watch this tonight. You say are that you like it's a hypothetical. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I watch it again, but it, it's it's I can see why it has a cult following because it definitely was parts of it were ahead of its time. I'm 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 stalling because I don't know if I want to give it a three or a four because it's I I enjoyed watching this. I've watched it three times, you asshole. I watched it three times. Um, It was also your pick. So, (laughs) oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my pick because and I said this to you today and that was the only preemptive thing I wanted to say is I can't believe I haven't discussed this movie before with I've almost entered double digits. I've almost entered double digits of video game podcasts I have either been a part of or hosted and somehow only now discussed Stay Alive on the Internet. So, I feel honored. So <laughs> I I think you feel there's another word, but I'm not sure it's honored for having watched this with me. Um, I would yeah. watch this with you again. Yeah, if I had yeah, a, yeah. And we drank every time something stupid happens. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give it a three out of five. It's pretty average. The thing, okay, that's what I was getting to. Is it rides the line of like it's not so bad that it's boring. 
it's so bad that it's still entertaining and you you want to see where it's going especially if this is your first time watching it you're like how is this going to wrap up yeah i need to see this you know but whereas again, like we've, s- we've watched movies where i've i've ended them and i'm like i don't know if i would have finished that if i didn't have to discuss it you know not many not saying, many last so. 25 minutes of this movie i watched at a faster speed and that's the first movie for static zone that i've ever done i've never done bad. that for that's too bad yeah. all right so the moral of the story is i'm right Corey is wrong on that's, the if that's what you got to tell yourself when you go to sleep at night that's fine. i enjoyed <laughs> this movie i think part of it did lend the potential that it could have yes that too that is a factor in my scoring because it's like man 10 years later and this would have been this could have been a good this could have been a popular and successful movie had it been made five or ten years later i don't think william brent bell thinks it's I think it. Ha- I don't. I don't think he fully understands why this movie is popular. I don't think that he, in his brain, thinks yes. I could make Stay Alive too and make money. I think he wants to say yes because he sees the passion in the people that. Yeah. Like if you bring up Stay, it's like me bringing up Brain Scan to Eddie Furlong. He didn't give two shits, but like I was ready to have a conversation but it's about also Brain Eddie Scan. Edward Furlong. So yeah. So I think it's like that. I think there's there's some passion behind it because this, if you this met was the guy also that, made, that played Trickster. It would have been a different story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The thing is, this released when uh, it was not cool to ironically enjoy something. That is what is cool True. now. And that is what is funny now. And I forget where I heard it recently. But somebody said, like, I wish people would release a funny movie that's funny because it's funny, not funny because it's ironic, because that's rare now and it's kind of sad. And there was go ahead. No, that's just it. Like this had this movie come out at a different time. It probably wouldn't be as beloved as it is with the cult following, because like this released the people that saw this when it released, they enjoyed it for what it was, not because it's so bad that it's good. Yeah, well, that was one of the most recent Red Letter Media uh, best of the worst episodes. Uh, To quote Rich Evans, he says, we are cynical assholes that watch these movies uh, to make fun of them. That's just how we've gotten popular. And I could he goes, I tell you right now that these movies are better when directors actually try, not when they actually try to make it bad, but when they try to make it a good movie and it turns out being bad. He goes, that's what we look for. He goes, we don't like the ones where people are like, see how, see, see, it's funny, right? It's funny. We don't like that. Not <laughs> so, the sh- they're not, they're not looking for the Sharknados. No, they're looking for the fucking, you know, anything like they're like, oh God, this is th- this, this person thought this was the best movie that was ever made because they made it and they just are in a rose tinted glass universe is what they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Mac and me. Um. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I will say that when Vinegar Syndrome or Shop Factory come out with the Blu-ray version of this, I'll buy it for whatever holidays are near your birth for you specifically. So. Fuck yeah! All right, thank you, Shop Factory. <laughs> Still not a sponsor. We'll get there someday. Um. Or Vinegar yes. Syndrome. They're good too. So yeah, either or. Uh, I don't think that we have a movie picked out yet. Um, but this was the I bonus Halloween or extended Halloween. Yeah. You know. What was it called? What did I? I had my fun intro that I forgot about. Bonus Halloween Palooza. Is that what you said? Spoopy doopy doo episode because we said so. Yeah. Halloween a ding dong. 
Um, so we don't have another one yet, uh, but you know we're, we're always some ideas taking around. recommendations. If you guys want to shout out to us on the Twitters, uh, we do have a link tree that or uh, something that's in every time I write the description for these episodes. The I social medias. Yeah, but please uh, rank us on there. Let and give us some sort of interaction so we know people are out there. Um, Bad rankings too work, so we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we appreciate those that do listen uh, and always accept recommendations. We took, I mean, we watched a couple recommendations we had already. And Action Jackson. Yeah, Action Jackson and and um, uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna Which start getting, start having more guests on. Um, this is a busy time of year for us. Uh, so we have no idea. I'm I'm stalling. I don't even know what I'm stalling for. We're just gonna. We don't My have my work schedule was one thing last week, and it just changed again today. So Hooray. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. we're gonna keep things going. Uh, just because October is over doesn't mean we're not gonna stop, or that we're not gonna watch any more horror movies. Um, no. One thing I do want to plug. If uh, people are listening to this the day it releases on November 4th, the next day, November 5th, I am doing a mini marathon to help Extra Life raise money for helping kids through Extra Life. I will be streaming Sonic Adventure 1 on the Mega Visions Twitch. So that's just twitch.tv backslash Mega Visions. Maybe I'll throw that in the profile as well, the description for this. Um, But that should be fun because I like that game and I can easily play it for 12 hours uh, You've got some cool stuff set up for that, too. That's interesting. I I got I fucking, you know, to go along with the trend of this podcast that we like outdated things. uh, I my Dreamcast (laughs) is online again. My 1999 launch day Dreamcast can use the Internet. So I'm going to show that off as well, Um, because that's that's my life. So, yeah, it was your stream. Then your Internet's bad. So, (laughs) yeah, if you I could move, you could see where is it? Um, Yeah, that cable that's right there. (laughs) Uh, that's going from my TV downstairs before too. Yeah. I've ran those before. Yeah. 75 foot fucking thing. I probably could have been fine with a 50 foot, but that's all right. Um, yeah, you're fine. I think that's all. But, uh, did you have anything you wanted to, I don't really have, I mean, I don't, I'm going to have maybe some more free time here soon. I'm going to start. I would like to start streaming over on my personal stuff again. I've got some ideas for some games I want to play uh and stuff like that but it's all kind of up in the air right now work schedule is kind of bonkers uh but we'll see we'll see how it goes so follow me on twitter uh yeah. tornado jones with some zeros in theirs instead of o's so yeah yeah please follow us on uh the socials um we want to start doing a little bit more stuff but again just life is life and you know here we are watching movies and talking about them that's pretty fun right now though yep. so remember if you're getting a little bit static Don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be. The static zone. (laughs) If you die in the game, you die for real. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to die in the podcast. Play this new game, man. Yeah? Seriously, it's creepy. Stay alive? Never heard of it. Yeah, this could be nice. Sweet Sebastian Bach, I want to play. Mill, you signed in yet? I'm here. All right, let's boot it up. 
The name of this game is Stay Alive. We don't know much else other than we're not supposed to have it. Whoa. Did you guys feel that? Hell yeah. Oh, what's that? What's that? Damn it, man, she got me. Some, some, some woman, man. Hey, somebody out there? Miller, who are you talking to, man? You play the game too long. You know, you start seeing stuff. Hello? Miller died the same way he died in the game. This can't just be a coincidence. I think you're right. Serious, man? Listen to yourself. Don't you get it? If you die in the game, you die for real. Out there. Hey. Oh, the game's become a reality. 